Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar- podcast media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A little sports court, of course. Court storming. You know, people are talking about prosecuting people that rush the court now. Uh, charging them with crimes, really getting serious. It's going to get bad. We saw what happened with Caitlin Clark. We saw what happened with Duke and Wake Forest this weekend. Uh, There's a way to fix it. Not only in this sport, but floor or how you want to say it, football field storming, you can end it all. You can end it all. And don't tell me you need it. And it adds to the sport. I'm going to give you tons of examples why it has nothing to do with it. It's irrelevant at the end of the day. It's something that used to be fun and cute. And now it's become dangerous. It just has. So way to fix it. There is there's a way to fix this. And it does, nobody needs to go to jail. You don't have to punish the people from rushing the court. I'm going to tell you what our solution is. Also, the NFL fix. Uh, we're starting to head into the postseason. Officially the postseason, right? Free agency is about ready to start in the NFL. Combines, meetings, the whole nine yards. But before we get to that, NFL talking about two rule changes Fumbling into the end zone, touchback and kickoff. We've got solutions. And also a little match and reaction as yeah, conferences and college football expanded. The Mac added UMass. What, what's going on? What's up with this? There's a reason. And you are starting to see the second tier of college football change. With what's going on with the SEC, what's going on with the ACC, what's going on with the Big Ten, with what happened with the Pac-12 dissolving, watch the second tier start to make moves. Going to basically add a third, another division of football. We'll look at that as well. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports, the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Let's start off with Sports Court. Or the court of sport. Uh, incidents in the last few weekends. Iowa, Caitlin Clark, at Nebraska. And then you have Duke, Wake Forest. And this is a ticking time bomb. We've seen football players deck fans running on the field. If somebody's running at me, I don't know if you're coming after me or not. You can say, nothing. Yeah, okay. It doesn't mean anything. This is we, We've gone to a place now. All right. This was such a, a strange, fun thing it used to be. But now it's become dangerous. It just has. Somebody's going to get hurt, and then you are going to change it permanently. So you might as well change it now. You might as well change it now. There's no need to wait for a disaster to take place before you fix it. Now, I've heard talk of, you know, prosecuting people that rush the court. And, you know, once you get on the court, then they surround it and give everybody citations. You don't need to do that. You really, really don't. People can police themselves if you do this. At first, I thought you can find them, find them a million, find them $10 million. It's not going to stop fans. It's not. At the end of the day, eh. Here's what will stop them. You forfeit this game, and you forfeit the next one. So if Wake Forest would have rushed the court against Duke, all right, fine, that game's now a loss. And your next game's a loss, too. I guarantee you, fans are going to stop other fans. Hey, no, 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 don't go. No, 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 you're not going anywhere. No, you can't go on the, no, no, you can't go. Now, look, you're not going to stop everybody all the time. There are morons on airplanes that still fight with people. There are morons on airplanes and airports that think, you know what I'm going to do today? 
go toe for toe with the S or the uh, the TSA and the and the FAA. I'm gonna go toe to toe with federal air marshals. That's what I'm gonna do. You still have those people. I get it, but then they become isolated incidences, and those become criminality. But the rushing of the court, you forfeit this game, you forfeit the next one. So the fines, Greg Byrne, the AD of Alabama, came out and says, not going to stop it. It's not, they don't care. If I take away games, you forfeit this one and you forfeit the next one. And if you say, well, what if the games aren't, what if the games are games they aren't going to win anyway? Okay. College basketball, you lose two scholarships if you rush the floor. We take away two scholarships from next year's team. You have to add two walk-ons instead of scholarships. Oh, by the way, football, same rules apply. You rush the field in football, you forfeit this game, and you forfeit the next one. And on top of that, we're going to take eight scholarships away in football. Look, they removed 10 scholarships when you pay the player, and they, well, used to, when you had illegal funds, when teams would cheat, academic fraud. What'd they take away? I think they took away Miami lost. Did they lose 15 scholarships 20-plus years ago with Butch Jones, right when he got there? The mess that was left when Erickson left? And I guess it's 30 years ago now. Good God. I'm getting old, man. Look at this gray hair. But 30, think about this. You had, well, even the Nevin Shapiro stuff from Miami 20 years ago. I think that's right. 15, 16 years ago. Penn State, USC. Take away scholarships. That's how you solve this. Oh, we're going to find you. That's oh, not going to work. Okay, you forfeit this game and you forfeit the next one. And we're going to take away scholarships. It solves it. It's very... Middle Eastern, we're going to chop your hand off from stealing stuff. It is a massive blow. A massive blow. But if you started to an airport, say, if you act up, you're banned for life from flying. Wouldn't solve them all, but it'd slow a lot of the nonsense douchebaggery down. It would. That's what I would do. Fines, eh. All right, fine. Rush the court. You forfeit this one, you forfeit the next one, and we take away two scholarships. You do it again, you lose two conference home games next year. They become road games, and we take away another two scholarships. You'll eventually get there. Like adding detentions, the breakfast club. How about another? How about another? (laughs) But that's how you handle it. Look, it's not that complicated of a, a solving mechanism. It's not. Something that is complicated. The NFL. The NFL talking about a couple of rule changes, including kickoffs and fumbling in the end zone. The kickoffing one, the kickoff one's extremely challenging. It just is. It's extremely challenging to do this. Now, there are ideas in adopting the XFL policy. They are going to do away with the fair catching inside the 35 that makes you are inside the 25 that makes you get it automatically at the 25. So if you have a fair catch it at the 8, you get it at the 25. They're going to get rid of that rule, which I'm okay with. But fixing this rule is a little bit more complicated, so we'll get to that one second. The one to me that's not complicated is fumbling through the end zone. I saw it almost burn the Chiefs in the postseason. Now, if you fumble and somebody picks it up and recovers in the end zone, fine. But if it's fumbling through the end zone, a touchback, this is how I would change this rule. If you fumble through the end zone and, you know, it's a touchback, the other team gets it at the 20, people say, that's not fair. And they're right. It's not. Here's how you change it. If it is on fourth down, it doesn't matter. They get it at the 20. The other team gets it at the 20, 25, going the other way. However, if it's first, second, or third down – and you let's say it's first down and you fumble through the end zone. You get fourth down, 
from your from the 10-yard line. The ball goes back to the 10, you get one down. I'm not going to reward you and let you get the ball at the 1 or the 5. No, no, no. If you fumble at the 1 or you fumble through the end zone, you can have a fresh set of downs back at the 35, or you can have fourth down from the 10. Fun, huh? If you fumble through the end zone, I'm not going to give the ball to the other team. Not right yet. You either have fourth down and goal from the 10 or a fresh set of downs back at the 35. I'm not going to let you get the ball at the one. The other team doesn't get it anymore. Solution, right? And boy, to sit there and think of the strategy, obviously if there's 10 seconds to go, you're going to take the ball at the 10. But if there's a minute to go, you're like, ah, uh, well, Seth, what's to stop a team from bumbling through the end zone and just getting a fresh set of downs at the 35 and running out the clock? Well, if you're down there, you're not really doing, you're trying to score anyway, aren't you? You're taking knees at the, well, if they fumble through the end zone, boy, that's a big risk. And what's the risk of that? Well, if you fumble into the end zone and the other team just sits there and stares at it or picks it up and takes it to the house, you can't purposely fumble forward. You know, we got, we already have rules in place for some of these things. That's what I would do. So how I fix the fumbling into the end zone touchback, you're running, you're running, was that Miko Hardman that did that this year? No, uh, was it? I think it was. Wasn't it the Chiefs? You're running, you're running, you fumble oh, through the end zone. Touchback. No, no, no. You get the ball back. You either take a fresh set of downs back at the 35 or fourth and goal from the 10. Ta-da. There's how I fix that one. See? I'm a solutions man. Uh, the other one that's tricky is the kickoffs. Now, I kind of like what the XFL does where you kick it off, the kicker kicks it, You've got 10 guys lined up, what, 30 yards down. They've got, you know, guys in front of them blocking. And you cannot move. You're in a, you know, three-point stance. You cannot move until the returner catches it. But if you want to do an onside kick, that would be impossible. So it's like, uh, I, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I thought about tearing it. Like, you could put three guys at the 30, three guys at the 40, three guys at the 50, and you kick it off, and then you're all blocking each other down the field. But the problem with that is you've got guys behind you that are on your team and guys in front of you, and people are spread out all over the place. The problem that I have with the kickoff rule is returning a punch just as violent, if not worse. Think about what a punt is. At least in a kickoff, everybody gets a 50-yard head start. Well, they're getting a good – the way people punt now, when punts have gone up – and I think the average punt's gone up an average of like nine yards a game in the last 25 years. Our punts have gone up an average of nine yards a punt. So if a punt goes up – think about this. If punts are 45 yards, good God, goodness gracious. The difference on a punt is I got seven or eight guys bearing down on me. As opposed to a kickoff, at least five or six of them are blocked. So the, the, the problem I've always had with kickoffs as opposed to punts, punts are just as easily as destructive in terms of injury and hits, and we kind of go, eh, with those. So what's the solution here? This is a little bit more tricky. You know, I, I've thought about this, and, you know, I like getting rid of the fair catch. I like the lineup of the XFL. Um, you know, you're like, well, how do you slow down the violence? Well, you, you really can't in terms of blocking and making it fair and making it even. The only thing, now this is going to be tricky, the only thing you can really do, and this is where it starts, you're like, what? You have to put more defensive linemen out there on the kickoff. Now, I don't know how you require that, right? You have to put bigger, slower guys out there. Now, not all of them. Not all of them. But if you required that seven of the 
kickoff return team. And seven of the kickoff team had to be defensive or offensive linemen. You'd slow it down a little bit. Well, they're fast, I know, but you'd slow it down a little bit. You could. You can move guys around. You know, they've gotten rid of wedges. They've done all these things to slow this down a little bit. Move the kickoff. You're trying to think, well, the whole point of this is you have to slow down the kickoff. You have to slow down the speed. They move so many guys on one side, so many guys on the other. You can't get a running start on the onside kick. All that stuff's fine. Um, I've thought about this too. If you wanted to help onside kicks instead of it having to go to 10 yards, have it go eight. I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but if you want to increase the chances of onside kicks, ball doesn't have to go 10 yards anymore. Now let's go as eight. It's two more yards, but you see an increase of picking it up. I saw three or four this year that if it under 10 yards, it went nine and they got it, but it didn't go 10. You move that sucker to eight, you're going to have a little bit more of an impact. Five's too short. Ten, eh, move it to eight. After eight yards, you can get it. And also, and say, oh, you can't, Seth, you can't regulate how many offensive linemen are on the field. Bull, you know what? You do it on. You do it every play. You have to have five offensive linemen, right? You have to have five guys on the line of scrimmage. So why not require that you have seven guys out there that are offensive linemen on kickoffs or defensive linemen? to certain position group. You want to bring excitement back to this sucker. What do you do? You got to slow down the play. And you slow it down by putting slower people out there. You have to have six guys in the line of scrimmage. You got it's just the way it works. Running starts, head starts. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can try to do and try to tweak. And I like what the XFL, again, I like kind of what the XFL did. And there's other things you can do to force, you know, kicking it through the end zone. Touchbacks are trying to, to balance all of this out. It's going to be constantly tweaking. So you got to try to find a way to get it in the field of play. You got to find a way. And we saw this, right? You got to find a way to deter it. And there's something else you can do. If you kick it through the end zone, out of bounds, through the end zone, the other team gets it out the 30 now. So they have to catch it in the end zone. See, there's things that you can do. Well, you can't do that. Of course you can. It's pooch punting all the time. Something else you could do, if they kick it through the end zone, they get it at the 30. If they touch back it in the end zone, all right, you get it at the 25. Small things. But th- th- this one, there's no real real concrete solution to. You're going to have to tweak it some more. But I thought about how you change the onside kick, eight yards instead of 10. And again, require that six of the people out there on the field, seven of the pe- seven people on the field have to be down linemen. Well, the guy that, that's going to create a big advantage for the return team, there's no return now. How's it any different than any other play? You know, offensive linemen. Offensive linemen are blocking up front. Speed, baby. You got to slow it down. That's how you fix it. All right. It's like landing a plane. You got to slow down to land, right? You can just speed up when you land. Wonder wrap with this. Um, something that took place, the Mid-American Conference, adding UMass, and you may sit there and say, oh, so what? Well, it's a sign that the second tier of college football is starting to look around going, wait a second here. This game of musical chairs is uh, about to, it was conference realignment at first, and it was like Nebraska joining the Big Ten, okay, and what else do we have? Oh, Missouri and and A&M joined the SEC, then it sped up a little more, the ACC, it sped up a little more and sped up a little more, and before you know it, you're like, oh my God, here comes radical realignment. And we're in the phase of radical realignment. So, what do you do? Well, if I am one of those middle-of-the-pack schools or middle-of-the-pack conferences, the MAC, the Sun Belt, 
the American. I'm trying to put myself in a position to strengthen my conference as much as possible because here's what's going to happen. The big boys are only going to play the other big boys. And I think you kind of look at UMass looking around and UConn looking around going, I, uh, but we're not going to be able to play ACC teams. They're going to end up not playing us anymore. And that's going to be the problem with all of this. What was major college football, 120 plus D1 football teams is going to turn into 68. And then there's going to be a next tier of the next 68. You want to solidify your position in the next 68. You do. And that next 68 still kind of got the group of five still has got one slot at the table. UMass is never going to get to make the college football play. If they could, if they win the Mac under the highest ranked Mac team or the highest ranked team, see there's, there's, you got to try to find a way to get some seat at the table somehow. Now, UConn's also not in a conference. The Mid-American Conference just added UMass, which gets you the Massachusetts area market, Springfield, you know, I, I know it's Amherst, but it, and then UConn can get you stores. And so if I were the Mac, I do everything in my power to get UConn in there as well. And in UMass and UConn, you got a natural one, two punch out there. Those two teams get to play each other. UConn's a team without a conference right now in football. And this was a team that a decade ago went to a major bowl game. Or UConn went to the Fiesta Bowl a decade ago. Went to a major bowl game. Was it the Orange Bowl? Fiesta Orange? Orange? A decade ago. Went to a major bowl. And now, yikes. Randy Edsel leaves. It completely falls off the end of the table. What a disaster. And now you're trying to recoup this. You want to be putting that second tier strengthening your position for the next wave of contracts. You're not going to have the $100 million contracts, but you want the $40 million ones when it comes to this. So you want to be solidify your ground. And also think about this as major college football goes in a certain direction where the SEC and big East, you have to look at college football right now as cable breaking apart. Everybody's going to have their own channel, Netflix, Hulu, all those. That's where you're headed. College football is turning into a Roku. And, you know, you're not going to get all the marquee movies, but you need some programming. That's a good analogy. I have to give myself credit for that one. But that's how I look at this. And again, (laughs) you know, there's talk of like, was it Western Kentucky and Illinois State and those schools joining the MAC? I, I get it. But you want to solidify your conference. And now also something else that's brought up. You don't need an since teams are doing away or conferences are doing away with divisions, you don't need an even number. You say, well, you need an even number. Not really. Now it throws a little hectic chaos in the non-con, but now that you did it right away with the divisions, you don't need an even number. Right? If you play nine conference games, you have 15 teams, who cares? I'm not gonna play anybody anyway. Something to think about, but this is just solidifying that grounds like, oh, well, you master in the Mac. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything in terms of the grand scheme of things. But that second tier is going to start to solidify. Okay, you know, we talked about Washington State and um, Oregon State and the Mountain West, and you better solidify that second tier. And, you know, we saw the ruling with the court system in Tennessee. Guys, the, it's going to be a decade of decapitation. Just if you like nice, clean, tidy bows. This is going to be a con, you know, shows where they're renovating cars and renovating houses. It's going to be a decade demo job is what it's going to be. No light at the end of the tunnel here. 
Harpon Sports Bar, Podcast Media, Audio, Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, Harpon Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harpon Sports The Bar Heading, Harpon Sports Facebook page, Harpon Sports YouTube channel, of course, HarponSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.